Chapter 41 of Legends of Saints and Sinners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lydia. Legends of Saints and Sinners by Douglas Hyde. Chapter 41 The Poor Widow and Grania Oi. Preface This story I got from Prunchus O'Connor when he was in the workhouse in Athlone, and he had it from one Rose Grenan, or an Irish Roshani Grenan, from a parish near Athlone. This story is chiefly remarkable for the introduction of Grania Oi, which seems to mean Grania the Virgin. But who was Grania? My narrator could tell me nothing about her. She occurs in the story of William of the Tree, in My Beside the Fire, and Alfred Nutt has an interesting note on her, at page 194, but it throws no light upon the subject. There, as here, she appears as a beneficent being, very pious, powerful, and mysterious, and able to work miracles. The town of Moat in County Westmeath is called in Irish the Moat of Grania Og, who is said to have been a monster princess, very good and very wise, and there seems to have been some body of legend connected with her alluded to by Caesar Otway in his Turin Connacht, page 55. See also Joyce's Names of Places, volume 1, page 270. Whether Grania Og and Grania Oi are the same person seems doubtful, but I should think it very probable, and the appellation of Oi may have tended to some confusion with Mura Oi, Except in these two stories, one from O'Connor and the other from a man named Blake near Ballinrobe, I have never met or heard or read of any allusion to this being. But the town of Athlone, being half in Westmeath, the county with which Grania Og is associated, and the very old woman who told this story being from the borders of that county, would suggest that there was some connection between the mysterious being and the princess from whom Moat is said to have got its name. The Story Long ago, there was a poor widow living in the County Clare, and she had seven children, and the eldest was only ten years old. It was a Christmas night that was in it, and she had not a morsel to give them to eat, and since she hadn't, she prayed God to take them to himself. It was not long after her prayer until the door opened and Grania Oi walked in and two young women after her, carrying a big dish filled with fine food. They were all clad in raiment as white as mountain snow. The widow welcomed the ladies and she said, Perhaps he would give some relief to a poor family that is fasting all the day. 
God has sent us in answer to your prayer to give you relief at the present time and to ask if you are ready and submissive to part with the whole of your family. I am not, said the widow. Did you not pray to God to take them to himself a short while ago? Indeed, I don't know, said she. I was half mad at seeing them fasting. But if God has a place for myself along with my family, I am obedient and ready to go. Then Grania Oi laid down the dish upon the table and said to the widow, Eat that, yourself and your family, and when it's eaten, I'll come again. Then they went out, and it was not long till the widow and her family began eating, and when they were satisfied, still the food on the dish was no less than when they began to take from it. They were eating at that dish, and it never emptied until the evening before Good Friday. That evening, the widow and her family were without bite or sup, and they were hoping for Granya Oi and the two young women. But when the darkness of the night was falling, a tall, thin man walked in. He was dressed in a gentleman's garb. The widow gave him a chair and asked him to sit down and take a rest. I have no time to sit down, said he. I have lots of business to do. You yourself and your family are without bite or sup. We are, said she, but I hope for suckers soon. Have no hope in the promise of a woman of beauty, or you will be deceived. The woman who gave you the dish is participator with the fairies. She is trying to get your family from you, but pay her no attention. There was great fear on the poor widow, and she said, It was a messenger from God who brought us the dish. Believe me, they were fairies who brought you the dish, and that it was fairy food that was in it, said the thin man. And if you accept another dish from her, yourself and your family will be a knock ma amongst the fairies. Have you ever heard of that place? Indeed I have said she, but we shall have no more to do with the fairies. I and my family would sooner die of the hunger than accept a bite or sup from her again. But don't you know that she is power over you, on account of all the fairy food you yourself and your family have eaten this four months? And now unless you take my advice, you shall be lost. Thank you, said the widow. It is a friend who would give me good advice. Now it was the devil who was talking to the widow. He had come to put temptation on her. Well, said he, you have holy water in the house. I have, said she. I can tell you that it is fairy water and that there is no virtue in it. Go now and throw it in the fire. The woman did so, but no sooner did she do so. Then there arose a blue flame, and the house was filled with smoke of the same colour. When the smoke cleared away, he said, Well, one part of the fairy's power is gone. You have a cross. Throw it in the fire, 
and they will have no power over you at all. And then, as soon as you are free from them, I will give yourself and your family a means of livelihood. And better than that, yourself and your family shall have great riches if you do as I shall tell you. I don't like to burn my cross. It was my mother who gave it to me, said the widow. Then he pulled out a purse filled with gold and silver and said, I had this purse to give you if you had accepted my advice, and not that alone, but yourself and your family would have had a long life. Great greed for riches came upon the poor widow, and she said, I ask your pardon, noble sir. I am submissive to you in everything. I myself and my family are under your control. At that, he handed her the purse and said, Throw the cross into the fire. She did so, but instead of its burning, there began a stream of blood to come from it. Ha ha, said he. Look at the fairy blood. Here, put your name to this paper. I must give my master an account that I have given you the purse and that you are freed from the she-folk and under my control. The poor woman put her hand to the pen and made her mark because she did not know how to write or read and she did not know what was in the paper. He held the paper on the moment to the fire till it was dry and he went out, leaving the cross in the fire and blood running from it. As soon as he was gone, the widow took up the cross. The blood ceased and there was no sign of burning upon it. She was greatly astonished and did not know what she would do. While she was thinking of the wonderful things that had happened, she heard a voice calling her. When she went to the door, she saw Grania Oi and two maidens carrying a great dish filled with food. We don't want any fairy food, said the widow. We have plenty of gold and silver. Go to Knock Ma and don't come near us any more. Grania Oi thought that the widow had lost her senses, and she said, In God's name have sense. And in Christ's name, come here till I talk with you. She did not wish to come, but some power drew her forward until she stood in front of Grania Oi and she shaken from head to foot. What happened to you since I was here before? And where did you get the gold and the silver? A princely, a generous man came to me this evening and said that you were a fairy woman, and that you were giving myself and my family fairy food in order to get us into your power. He told me to throw the holy water into the fire, and when I did that, there rose a blue flame out of it, and the house was filled with smoke of the same colour. When the smoke cleared away, he said, one part of the fairy's power is gone. You have a cross. Throw it into the fire and they won't have any power at all over you. And when you're freed from them, I'll give yourself and your family a means of livelihood. And better than that, 
you and your family will have great riches. I told him that I did not like to burn my cross, that it was my mother who gave it to me. But he said, I had this purse for you if you had taken my advice. And not only that, but that I and my family would have a long life. Greed for riches came over me, and I begged his pardon, saying that I would be submissive to him in everything, and that I and my family were under his control. With that, he handed me the purse and said, Throw the cross into the fire. I did so, but in place of burning, a stream of blood began to flow out of it. He laughed and said that it was fairy blood that was in it. Then he gave me a paper to put my name to, because he had an account to give his master that he had given me the purse, and that I was free from the she. I cannot write or read, but I made a mark with the pen. When he went away, I took up the cross and it was not burnt. I put the cross of Christ between myself and you, accursed woman. You have sold your soul and the souls of your family to the devil for the sake of gold and silver. And now you are lost forever. And you have shed the blood of Christ before the day of his crucifixion. Go to your parish priest as soon as you can and tell him everything and how it happened and tell him that it was Granya Oi who sent you to him. If you yourself are lost, your family is not lost, for there is no deadly sin upon them. The widow went into the house and took out the purse and asked, What shall I do with this gold and silver? Throw it into the fire and say at the same time, I renounce the devil and all his works. As soon as she threw the purse into the fire and said the words, the devil came into her presence and said, You cannot renounce me. You are mine in spite of priest, bishop or pope. I have the bargain under your own hand. In the name of Jesus, go away from me, said the widow. And when he heard that name, he was obliged to go. The widow went to the priest and told him the story. I am afraid, said he, that you were lost. But at all events, I'll write to the bishop about you. Go home now and begin doing penance. I'll send for you when I get an answer from the bishop. When she came home, she found the family eating out of a great dish, which Granya Oi had left with them. But the eldest of them said to her, not to put her hand in the dish, that this was the lady's order but that when she should be in want of food, they would give it to her. At the end of a week, the priest sent for her and said that he had got an answer from the bishop to say that he would not be able to have any hand in the case until he would get an order from the Pope. But he bade her to make repentance day and night. At the end of a month after this, the priest sent for her again and said, I have a letter from the Pope to say that there is only one way to save you. Put off your shoes and go on a pilgrimage to Lot Derg. Don't sleep the second night in any house. 
and only eat one meal in the 24 hours. Make the journey off the cross seven times in the day and seven times in the night for seven days. Take no bread with you and neither gold nor silver, but ask alms in the name of God. And when you come back again, I shall tell you what is proper for you to do. Here is a piece of the true cross to keep the devil from you. Go now in the name of God. When the widow came home, Grania Oi was before her at the door and asked what the priest had said to her. She told her everything that she had to do. Go without delay, said Grania Oi, and I'll take care of your family until you come back. The widow went away. She endured thirst and hunger, cold and bitter hardship, but she did everything as the Pope had ordered. At the end of three months, she came back, and it was scarcely her own family recognised her. She was so withered and thin. It was not long until the priest came and said, You have a pilgrimage to make to Crow Patrick, and you must walk on your knees from the foot to the top of the reek and no doubt you will see a messenger from God on the top of the reek, and you will obtain knowledge from him. Go, now, or perhaps you would be late. The widow departed, although her feet were cut and the blood coming from them. She went on her knees at the foot of the reek, and she was two days and two nights going to the top of it. When she sat down, a faintness came over her, and she fell into a sleep. When she awoke, Grania Oi was by her side. She handed her a paper and said, Look, is that the paper you put your hand to when you sold yourself and your family? I see that it is, said the poor widow. I give a thousand thanks and laudations to God that I am saved. When she came home, the priest came and said mass in the house. The widow went to confession. She herself and her seven children received the body of Christ from the priest. And at the end of half an hour, she herself and her family were dead. And there is no doubt that they all went to heaven, and that we may go to the same place. End of chapter 41